Hello, Radioland. It's quarter to midnight in the big city, and it's a hot town tonight. Bad traffic in the street. Construction crews are working late, I guess. Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. Which isn't so surprising, I guess, at a quarter to midnight. Maybe where you are, it's the cool of the evening, and you're dressed so fine, looking real pretty. Or the sun's just coming up, and you're running up some stairs to meet somebody on a rooftop. Maybe it's high noon, there's smoke in the air, you're wheezing at the bus stop. Back your neck, getting dirty and gritty. Or maybe, like me, it's way past your bedtime. Only you're hiding under the covers. Red plastic crystal radio with a twisted cord to a single earpiece. Antenna attached with an alligator clip to your bed for better reception. And if you get the antenna just right, you're picking up our faint radio signal from thousands of miles away. Well, whenever it is, wherever you are, you are listening to episode four of Soul Food Ghost Light, the summer edition. Hot town, summer in the city, back of my neck getting dirt and gritty. Then down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All around, people looking half dead, walking on the sidewalk hotter than a match here. But at night, it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come on and dance all night. Despite the heat, it'll be alright. And babe, don't you know it's a pity the days can't be like the nights in the summer, in the city, in the summer, in the city. In the city, dressed so fine and looking so pretty. Cool cat looking for a kitty, gonna look in every corner of the city. Till I'm wheezing like a bus stop, running up the stairs, gonna meet you on the rooftop. But at night it's a different world. Go out and find a girl. Come on, come on, and dance all night. Just like the heat, it'll be alright. And babe, don't you know it's a pity the days can't be like the nights in the summer, in the city, in the summer, in the city. summer in the soul food city and we are taking requests 
We're sending that one out to Tom in Tawasson. And if it's hot where you are, as hot as it is here, maybe you ought to take some advice from our Sacramento friend, Charlie Peacock, who knows a thing or two about hot nights. city they had a music festival a music festival that lasted all summer long black woodstock officially known as the harlem cultural festival took place over a series of weekends in the summer of 1969 in what is now known as marcus garvey park (laughs) 
Marcus can words come to pass Marcus can words come to pass And no, burning spirited enough play that festival, but I just thought I'd throw that in there. A TV producer filmed the concerts, but when he couldn't come up with financing, the footage wound up in his basement, forgotten by anybody who wasn't there. The revolution was not televised. Fifty years later, a couple producers approached Amir Thompson, you might know him as Questlove, the band leader for Jimmy Fallon's show, about making a documentary from those 50 hours worth of music. I got a note that these guys want to talk to you about this festival that happened in Harlem, and there was Sly, Stevie, and I'm like, wait a minute, this didn't happen, because I would have known about it. Well, if anybody would have known about it, you'd think he'd be the guy. He um, knows a lot about music. He has a lot of music. He has a small record collection, not quite as small as it was six years ago when he had only about 90,000 discs. Now he's got uh, about 200,000. That's even more than I have, like about 200 times as many. According to The New Yorker, most of them are stored upstate at a farm he bought last year during the pandemic, partly because he and his girlfriend thought it was the apocalypse, and partly because he needed a bigger space to house all the tonnage. The movie he mixed from those 50 hours of footage, I say mixed because Questlove is a DJ and Summer of Soul really has that kind of feel. The movie is absolutely thrilling. I knew it would be interesting, but I didn't know my heart would be pounding and there'd be tears in my eyes. Go see it. In a theater if you can, that's what I did. Thank God for the Rio and that we can see movies again. The New Yorker says, Summer of Soul is like a major archaeological find, a King Tut's tomb of 20th century black performance. Oh yeah, if Tutankhamun got up and danced. Gladys Knight and the Pips, Sly and the Family Stone, Hugh Masekela, Staples Family, Mahalia Jackson, Max Roach, Stevie Wonder, Edwin Hawkins Singers. I'm going to play you studio recordings by two of the artists featured in that documentary. The unmistakable sound of Mr. Riley B. King with his Hot 100 record from that summer, and the estimable Nina Simone, showing another side to the fiery poetic militancy of that hot summer in Harlem. This song was featured in a gentle and unfortunately forgotten film by director Alejandro Monteverde. The movie is Bella. This is Nina. Drawn to thee 
near a blessed Lord to the cross where thou has died draw me nearer near a blessed Lord to thy
I was 12 years old in 1969. Nowhere near Harlem, or Woodstock for that matter. Nowhere near Altamont one summer later, thank God. That was no place for a 12-year-old. But in 1970, I did sleep over at my cousin Neil's house in northwest Calgary, not too far from McMahon Stadium, home of the Calgary Stampeders. And out in the backyard, we could hear the distant sounds of the Festival Express. It might have been miles away. Festival Express rolled into town on the 4th of July with the Grateful Dead, the band, Mash McCann, Buddy Guy, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and the New Riders of the Purple Sage, Ian and Sylvia, and the Great Speckled Bird, and Janis Joplin, and Big Brother, and the Holding Company, and Delaney, and Bonnie, and friends all aboard. My cousin Neil thought we should go down and see if we could get in free. And it turns out a lot of people did. And Mayor Sykes told promoter Ken Walker he should open the gates and let the kids in free and referred to Walker as eastern scum trying to skim the young people of Calgary. And the promoter punched the mayor in the mouth and had the scars to prove it. Ah, the good old days. Peace and love and flower power. But we didn't. We just hung out in Cousin Neil's backyard and heard occasional mostly unrecognizable scraps of music drifting in on the breeze. Fifty-one years later, I have no idea what songs we heard that weekend, but I like to imagine this was one of them. Take a load off, Fanny. Take a load off, Fanny. 
the Lord right on me. played in Calgary in the summer of 1970, though that's the studio version I played for you right there. Calgary turned out to be the last stop for the Festival Express. Vancouver shows had been cancelled because the BC Lions were installing artificial turf at Empire Stadium, and Vancouver City Council weren't willing for the show to move to Capilano Stadium because they were worried about inadequate sanitary and food facilities, challenges with policing the event, and vagrancy. And maybe the mayor was afraid he'd get punched in the mouth. It was only eight years later that I ended up in Vancouver myself, studying New Testament Greek at Regent College Summer School. And midway through the six-week immersion in that ancient language, Hutos gar agapesen ha theos ton kosmon, that's about all I remember now. I rewarded myself for my hard work by heading down to Stanley Park for uh, the first ever Vancouver Folk Festival. Odetta, Leon Bibb, Peter Zosky, yeah, John Hammond, the original sloth band, U. Utah Phillips, who billed himself as a rumor in his own time. Pied Pear, Leon Redbone, Stan Rogers, Roosevelt Sykes, Joan Baez's little sister, Mimi, Valdi. But the absolute draw of the weekend for me was Bruce Coburn. He had a solo one-hour concert Saturday afternoon, and I settled in at the main stage long, long before he was to begin so I could get up real close. Midway through his set, he played a tune I had never heard. A personal testimony, really. I was blown away in the parlance of the day. It didn't feel like the most Christian-friendly environment in the world, but Bruce put it out there. Could have been me Put the thorns in your crown Rooted as I am In a violent ground How many times Have I turned your promise down 
morning he was one of half a dozen players who put on a guitar workshop out at Hallelujah Point. And maybe it was just my reverence being superimposed, but it seemed like the other players listened to his newest instrumentals with a certain awe. 
I remember Mr. Coburn talking about practicing enough that he could get himself out of the way of the music and thinking that sounded a little like the humility of John the Baptist. I must diminish so he may increase. Hmm? And by the time I decided a couple years later to head back into acting, that became my watchword. Less of me, more of the character I was trying to live out. Get out of the way of the story. Get out of the way of the music.
after the workshop, I lurked around behind the little stage while the musicians packed up. A few other brucophiles gathered around. Never wanting to be part of any crowd, however small, I hung back. And once folks dispersed and he was putting away his guitar, I sauntered up and he said hello and we talked for a while. He was waiting for his wife, Kitty, and their little girl, so it turned into a bit of a conversation. I have no idea what got said, but he was a nice man. I don't care what he says about himself in his memoir. I think he was way too hard on himself. That was a nice man, with his snaggle-toothed grin and easy willingness to chat with a stranger in the sunshine on a summer Sunday morning in Stanley Park. That live version of Dweller by a Dark Stream that I played for you was not from the 1978 Vancouver Folk Festival. What I played for you was recorded the next summer at Hastings Lake Bible Camp in Alberta. That uh, song was available only as a bootleg cassette until 1981 when a studio recording was released on the compilation album Mummy Dust. The instrumental I played after that was Red Ships Take Off in the Distance from his 1979 LP Further Adventures of. My oh my, but that boy could play. Close. 
Chuck Berry's masterpiece from deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, all the way to Jamaica, close to Mandeville. From his 1983 album, Mama Africa. I used to play that a lot on KCRW, one of my favorite radio shows of them all, with the best title of them all, Morning Becomes Eclectic. I ate that stuff up being a young theater student. That show kept me alive one summer when I was digging ditches and chopping weeds around oil wells in the high desert above the Ventura Highway. Enough of that. The heat was over 100 every day, but boredom was the real enemy, and Tom Schnabel and his guests held that at bay. Though they couldn't do much about the heat, but it was a dry heat. Dry like a pizza oven. Reggae beat host Roger Steffens would come on now and then and play a little Bob Marley or Peter Tosh. And Johnny B. Good was a new record that summer and it went into heavy rotation. They played an awful lot of Frank Sinatra, though. I didn't get over my Sinatra allergy for half a decade. But that's another story. Thanks, J.B. One evening that summer, I drove down to the Hollywood Bowl to hear Miles Davis for the second time. My jazz hero. But I never thought I'd hear him play live. He had disappeared from the scene in the mid-70s. He stopped playing and got lost in a drug habit, holed up in a squalid apartment in New York City. An Englishman named Paul Buckmaster, who had worked with Elton John and David Bowie, had been involved with Miles' record on the corner. So he sought out Davis and was shocked to find him living in filthy conditions, food lying around, the windows and curtains closed in the 90-degree heat of a New York summer. Buckminster called Miles' sister, Dorothy, who called Cecily Tyson, who helped Miles get straight again. And by 1981, they were married and he released his first new music in more than half a decade. One year later, he started touring again, and I saw him in Vancouver with my jazz buddy, Rob DeCoats. Once was not necessarily enough, 
And when Miles played the Hollywood Bowl in 1983, when I was working in the desert, just an hour north of there, I headed down. Here's my favorite Miles recording from that final phase of his career, off the 1985 album You're Under Arrest. You'll recognize it. catch you. I'll be waiting time after time. I wonder if Miles was thinking of Cecily Tyson when he recorded that song. 
Which reminds me, the song, not Cecily Tyson, it's not too late for you to let me know about your top ten tunes of summer. I've heard from listeners as far away as Vancouver, British Columbia, Port Moody, even distant Toronto, Ontario, Etobicoke, to be precise. Now, three of those lists included one particular tune, though nobody could agree on the same artist. So, Peter, Paul, and Jim, Mary didn't send me a list, we're going to close the show with a version that none of you mentioned. I don't want any fighting. That's our version of democracy here on Soul Food Ghost Light, the summer season. And hey, the summer's not over. Let me know your top ten tunes of summer, or your five faves, or, or the one song that says summer to you. Just send them along to soulfood at ronreed.org. Liner notes welcome, but not required. And I want to thank Tom and Tawasson for Summer in the City and his memories of a red plastic crystal radio with a twisted cord to a single earpiece. And thanks to the entire Ghost Light crew for their work on this week's show, Pete and Jack and Tony Riley in the research department and, uh, of course, Matt Friedman in accounting and all the rest. We couldn't do it without you. For a cassette of this program, just send $10 in a stamped self-addressed envelope to Soul Food Ghost Light, 1440 West 12th Avenue, Vancouver, B.C., Canada, V6H1M8. Well, it's getting into the wee small hours of the morning. It's cooled down a bit. I think maybe I can get to sleep. Here's a song that sounds like it was recorded well past midnight, some night in 1939. Sidney Bechet, with Mead Lux Lewis on piano, Teddy Bunn on guitar, Johnny Williams on bass, and the redoubtable Sid Catlett on drums. Thank you. 